Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Folks, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast that counts down things each week that make you say a thing that's the title of the podcast. I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. And this week joining us, we have a very special guest. He is a reporter for the Washington Post. He is the proprietor of the trailer, the Post political campaign newsletter. It's Dave Weigel. Hey, thank hey. you for the Randy Newman theme. <laughs> you are dressed as Buzz Lightyear currently. Randy Newman, <laughs> Randy Newman music is great for making pungent observations. That's my plan today. That is today. true. I mean... It does. It does track for our our podcast. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know if we're folksy enough, but uh, you know. And I honestly don't know if we're cynical enough too. He, I feel like he, <laughs> at the core, is very uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, you know. I'm realizing Randy Newman here. I'm realizing my Randy Newman knowledge is like very much just Toy Story. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I only know Randy Newman from that one Family Guy episode where uh, after the apocalypse, he just narrates what's going on until oh, they yeah. kill him. I don't remember what happens to him. Is it the real I think Randy they just Newman? Leave. I think they just get tired of Randy Newman playing piano outside the house, so they just leave it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clap. Yeah, me like 14 watching that scene repeatedly. Like, this is the peak. If I could write anything, I mean, like, that's, that's Randy pretty Newman. Fun. How did they think of this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Somebody, somebody's finally going in on Randy Newman. It's time. Um, <laughs> He's had it too good for too long. <laughs> He has a, like one or two weird old comedy songs that I think he's tried to scrub from the internet, but that's it. Oh, <laughs> like cancelable Randy Newman comedy not, songs? It's like very Randy Newman where you're like not even sure because it's just so weird. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, short, song short called, people. Like, is a, the is short a, people one. I feel, I feel like that's like, uh, you know, the, the last acceptable like group to make fun of. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's one of those songs that makes you realize nothing has ever changed because the con- controversy when that song came out was exactly what would happen today. Just, <laughs> this artist says he's making a point, or but is he being controversial? And it was just that. But, you know, in the 70s, so only three TV channels talking about it. Right, yeah. yeah. And then you Shelby like read a magazine is, two months later, it's like, oh, I guess that happened. <laughs> Shelby has informed us that Randy Newman drops the N bomb in a satirical song. Well, so, <laughs> well, right. we'll r- scrub all Newman conversation. Weir- no. Weirdly, weirdly, it's the short people song. He just says the N word. It's not even. The middle of it. You know what else I don't like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dropping, dropping Randy Newman's short people in the club to make all the short kings so angry, furious, so mad, Ang- angrier somehow. Yeah, yeah, turning into little Beyblades in the dance floors, going nuts, just sitting yeah. around like a five-five guy who's already just furious walking into the club. Just so mad so at how mad. tall is, everyone is. I, I feel like that is a special genre of, sh- of short guy because, like, I, we've talked about this before. I I love a short king, but like a short guy that goes to a nightclub is an angry short guy. Like He's a clubbing little guy, a problem. Gonna be an issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the ones there's like any any uh, any slight they experience. That's what they attribute it to. So they're just like. Right, you know, and, and that's the kind of person that's already like not constantly getting laid is like a massive failure yeah. or an attack on me personally. So you kind of double up that sort of uh, thing. It's not, yeah. not ideal. 
They like order a drink and it's like not uh, completely full, and they're like, "Oh, tiny drink for a tiny guy." I guess you thought I wouldn't notice. It's like, all right, man, can you chill the fuck out, <laughs> please, sir? Uh, you're only gonna give me shots. I understand. Okay, yeah, I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I know that we're like returning. You know, whatever we want to say, return to normal theater. But I was I was walking around last night and I passed like there's like a dance club sort of place that um. It was like packed and there was a line to get in. And I've been in there before and I didn't really enjoy it. But it's like a very small room with like constant fog machines running. And I was like, if if there's a variant somewhere, it's going to be in this like weird club. Like that was the one step where I'm like, maybe we're not. I don't know what level of opening up we are, but this one seems worse than anything. Does the, wait, the fog machines circulate the air or is it what's that? They just what make makes the it, fog machines worse? Uh, I don't it's know. It's cough-powered. It, so. it, oh, like, yeah. it feels like because it's very humid because of all the fog. So yeah. it's just like right. it, it feels like a lab environment. It, almost, yeah. you it's know? very hospitable to aerosols, which I think is not what you want. Yeah, uh, maybe the fog yeah, like, like, blocks it. Who knows? I think I think we're like getting back to normal. But like, I don't think we're at fog machine yet. Like that just doesn't. Mm. I mean, it probably doesn't do anything except make you more conscious of recirculated air. Like it's probably yeah. the same, but it's like. I'm not, I'm, that is not going to be an enjoyable experience for yeah. me. You can uh, see the like air cold. coming for you, like in the happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all the fog and then the, the like disco lights and stuff make you, you can actually like see puffs of aerosols coming from your mouth so you can like yeah. dodge them. It's like the, it's like that, um, graphic of the red guy and the blue guy yes. with all yeah. the particles. That's like yeah. what a, Fog machine club is everyone like, says uh, they can't wait to get back to that with the fellas but uh maybe we hold <laughs> off a little bit on that yeah i it is i feel like such a testament to how insane uh <laughs> this whole situation has been that that like instantly became a meme and is still like so funny to me yeah well <laughs> somebody somebody does like a, the same version like a different version of the exact same joke with that picture like every three months and it and it, and it and goes off huge every time and it's like is the joke, can't wait can, can't wait to get back to this you mean or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah or some just version of me that. and me and the boys like whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't wait to like cough all over my friends like yeah i don't know I it mean, really Twitter's delights me Twitter's obviously been this venue for making more jokes than I ever have in my life in public, but it's also a constant reminder of how unoriginal I can be. And I feel like I joke less for that reason. I'll look at something and say, wait a second. And I will search sometimes rather than just delete. If somebody's like, you ripped this off from, from boner, boner pill 56. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I didn't no, I don't know him, but I guess there are like three jokes to tell about this. And I flattered myself. I'm thinking I had an original one. Yeah. 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 There there's, <laughs> We've finally kind of, I feel like at the height of like tweet stealing stuff, there mm -hmm. were so many times where someone would be like, like somebody stole my tweet. And then the tweet would always just be like, be like, you know how people have to pay rent every month? And then it's like, <laughs> who stole this from you? Like, it would just be like crazy that they'd be like the, the I, most basic possible. Not yeah. that I'm saying that was that joke, but like. Yeah, just, I like, feel this like, way about joke stealing and comedy a lot of the time, too. Like, I, I feel like I have very rarely seen an instance where I feel like a joke is actually lifted from someone else. I feel like the vast majority of the time it is just parallel thought because right. we all have basically the same experiences <laughs> to like try to write jokes yeah. from. Like, yeah, there's, I, I mean, it definitely joke theft definitely does happen and it's definitely bad. But like a lot of the times I've seen people accuse someone else of it. It's like, 
Yeah, a lot of people have jokes about dating. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? This right. is so stupid. Yeah, and, and, and it's like a case by case thing too. Like, especially on on Twitter or whatever. It's like, yeah, fine. If like, but like, it's like I know I didn't see somebody else's thing and take it. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, yeah. I thought of it too. Like, you know, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, there's no like they don't have like owner. You know what I mean? You don't own that thought on this stupid thing. You're or also whatever. generating no profit or right. like any like material gain from it's like tell you what, if, a dumb thing. If that's the thing that's going to get you, you know, staffed on uh, on Corden or whatever, then okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm not going to take that from you. But like, come on, like we're not talking <laughs> about you know. I, I just need to mention before we continue because uh, I'm feeling very. I was feeling very gaslit uh, when we were setting up uh, this podcast today because it is so fucking loud outside my house and <laughs> I feel crazy ignoring it. But apparently, no one else can hear it. Yeah, um, no. I am maybe just on like the Zoom. Maybe, maybe I am sitting the, uh... here with like I. I should like bring my microphone to the window because it is blasting uh reggae music and then just people arguing for the yeah. last 48 hours outside my house that, this is that definitely won't make you seem like someone having a psychiatric episode bringing a microphone to the window <laughs> to record the street <laughs> <laughs> just hanging my microphone out the window <laughs> yeah yeah the smooth, the smooth video is happening am, outside cast window i am <laughs> living in the smooth video that is absolutely what is happening and it's like I, it's fine. It's fun to live in the smooth video. It's summertime. Like people are are hanging out. But uh, as far as recording a podcast where I'm the only person going through it, I feel like I'm having a psychotic break. Yeah, I feel. I feel like, like if you what you need to do to complete the picture is to roll up to the window, but in like a wheelchair with a broken leg and a cast to to record outside, and then just be yelling at everyone. Do you hear this? Do you see what's going on outside? Yeah. Just you know the podcast rear window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is I, that is kind of how I feel in my room sometimes. But yeah, uh, I, I do hear I think a little bit of um, white noise, which I think is probably the zoom filling in the sound behind mm-hmm. you a little bit. That must I think mm-hmm. that's whatever that feature is. So maybe that's what it is. But um, yeah, hopefully that would be terrifying if cats like. Do you guys hear this constant white noise from outside my window? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're that's haunted. The, you're definitely the, <laughs> the white noise from the Michael Keaton horror film White Noise. Actually, oh, yeah. that's what that is. I didn't want to see that movie at all because white noise itself scares me, kind of. Yeah. Like, I've never got when people are like, I fall asleep to it. I'm like, it always oh. sounds like ghosts to me. And then, Oh, yeah. No, I was one of those weird kids who'd, like, let a fan run to lull him to sleep for a period there. I don't know how long oh, yeah. it was. But, Kids, uh, I mean, I still yeah. love a little ambient like- noise. That's I like white noise from a fan, but like a recording of white noise, I'm like you're putting subliminal messages in my head. Like yeah. you're yeah. you're son of Samming me. Like I can't okay. listen to this. Is this a fan or is this actual white noise? This is a fan. I think this is white this is a fan. Noise. Shelby just has a fan ready to go. Something. <laughs> He's got a Lasco box fan that, ready. That to is go a truly insane thing to have on a soundboard or at your fingertips. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's just room tone he recorded somewhere where where they had to record in a I don't know. A jet engine. They were recording <laughs> in one of those tone. places where, like, uh, like in the beginning of the movie Face Off, where like he hits the engine and uh, there's that huge tunnel where the, uh, the the jet engine blows him back. Yeah, it's like that. They were recording there. Very fun. Very tortured reference there. Sorry. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, me and Kath, what the the theater in Times Square is showing like old Fast and the Furious until the new one comes out, and we went and saw the six Fast and the Furious. And you guys aren't gonna believe this. Some pretty big plot holes and weird decisions made by the crew of Fast and the Furious. But I think <laughs> me and Kath were both really enjoying when they're trying to stop a plane and they're like, 
the best thing we can do is to specifically shoot the flap of the plane. And they're like consciously avoiding the engines. Or like, they're like shoot under the engine. The engine. Yeah. <laughs> trying like, to shoot this like very specific thing so it can't fly as well. And it's like, yeah. you know what? It really can't fly as well without is the engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have a harpoon gun. So you yeah, can a lot of throw harpoon the rock. guns in that. Yeah, you can really throw the rock into the engine and he'd like be okay. He'd yeah. like come he'd just out the sort of side. ping around in there and then, you know, man. get spit out. Great movie. He oh, is man. so oily in that movie. It <laughs> rocks. So is that the one with the out. is that the one where he says daddy's gotta go to work and like breaks off his cast and stuff? Is that that? No, one? no, no. Too, he he says a lot of stuff like uh he's like talking about the bad guys and he's like uh he's like they come in like thunder and they move like smoke or like he said yeah. he has like a whole very extended metaphor about a fox and a hen house that's like yeah. just talk normal man it's very good it's very it's good. like time I've to debrief and then i've only like a- seen two of these movies in theaters one of them i saw because uh there's a section of the the last the eighth one i guess the fate of the furious uh mm-hmm. in cuba in the beginning and there was this boondoggle in washington where like the cuban whatever not embassy but whatever thing we make them do because we want to pretend they like that the, the they're not a real country yeah. um <laughs> like the cuban folks co-sponsored this this screening so there's like a there are these awkward government officials from our side and then these cubans who are really excited and they're like we're really excited to show you the people of cuba as seen through fast and the furious <laughs> the most you know forgettable part of the movie that doesn't really set anything else up but has lots of vin diesel just praising cubans for their car ingenuity oh yeah really, really impressed by cubans. Oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah that's where he like races the guy and the guy's car like falls apart on the highway right while and he's then, racing like, it he just keeps taking parts out of the car <laughs> for to like lower the lower the weight it's yeah. a great sequence yeah, yeah maybe yeah. think like you know what maybe communism is right and then they ended the embargo so yeah i don't know what yeah. to think diesel. anymore what a voice. Or brought on. back the embargo. The opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. There's there's <laughs> another really great Vin Diesel line in it, which feels almost like it wasn't in the script and Vin Diesel just said it out loud because he was thinking it. Where the <laughs> movie is set in London and then at one point they're like oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like he's in Spain and then Vin Diesel goes, That's in another country. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Vin, what yeah, are you man. doing? We, a lot uh, of good stuff. That's the one where did, they Oh god. Yeah. I, I did a master pancake of um Fast Five and like we had to really restrain ourselves from just writing every joke as if it was Vin Diesel saying it. Like we could not stop doing Vin Diesel voice and just like, yeah, just like writing his inner monologue that is going on as he's trying to like think thoughts. And it's just so laborious for him because he is just made of muscle and like has no brain. It's very, yeah. Well, I I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. I mean, I know it was a real commercial, but it's also that SNL sketch where it's like the AMC back to the movies and it's, and it's, uh, Oh, yeah. Beck Bennett pretending to be him and just going yeah. the movies. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's that just is saying basically the ad. He's yeah, yeah. have you yeah, seen he's, the he's ad? saying all these little things like uh, that kid at the urinal with his pants all the way down. <laughs> that the second movies. concession stand that's never been open. <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, shout out to Stephen Castillo and I think I don't know who I think Andrew Dismukes also wrote that one. But anyway, oh my pal, like, yeah, very good. Um, yeah, oh. I, have I mean, have you guys just, been back to it? Oh, sorry. Have you guys been back to a theater since uh, since all the stuff happened? I've seen two Fast and the Furious movies in the theater. And <laughs> that's, that's it? it? I saw Tokyo oh, Drift six. and I saw Fur- Fast the Furious 6. F6, yeah. I don't fucking know what it's called. I saw I saw Quiet Place 2 over Memorial Day weekend because it was a crummy day um, in uh, up in New Hampshire. And uh, it was uh, it was it was nice. You know, got a, got a big ass icy, you know, it was a little, they had like oh, yeah. a little standee of the, uh, 
the icy polar bear. Um, nice. Oh the, yeah. But he had like guy. a mask. Like I guess the 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 uh, the theater put like a mask on him. So I took a little picture with him. Very emotional for me. Um, <laughs> the best, my favorite and then, thing. And then watched the, then watched a pretty okay movie. You know, yeah. and that's and that's what it's all about. My favorite thing about the icy bear uh, graphics is that it's like an infinity mirror. If you look, because it's the icy bear, which we all know and love, and he's snowboarding on a big little iceberg, and he's holding an icy, but on the icy is the same illustration the same of him, bear, yeah. which means that in a very small, in that illustration, is and into, you know, like turtles all the way into down. Infinity. Like it yeah, just yeah. continues forever. It goes on forever, yeah. Yeah. But hey, check out uh, Fast and the Furious 6 if you haven't seen it. I'm so mad at the way they didn't just keep the, the way they changed the titles is like is will never not stick in my craw. Yeah, it's very like, confusing. It's after after it became Fast 5, it should just be Fast 6, Fast 7, Fast 8. I agree, at that, I agree. Like, like come on. Like this stuff with like the weird like Fate of the Furious with F8, it's like just yeah. infuriating to me. And, and then they also, for no reason, have this like Zelda esque fucked up timeline too, where like as soon as we sat down for Fast Six, a guy showed up and I was like, I just watched him get blown up two movies ago. Like he blew up in a car. And yeah, like, this well, that is was, a well, that's because it took place. Yeah, I mean, Tokyo Drift takes place like after six or after five or something. They but didn't. Well, they I made said, that movie. Up timeline. They made that movie, and none of the original cast wanted to be in it because they didn't know it was going to be a successful franchise. So they were like, "We'll make a sequel with a totally different group of people." Yeah. And then all of the original cast was like, "Oh wait, shit! People really like these movies. I can make a lot of money." And then they had to go back. Like I, I the the timeline was not was not planned. Yeah, I I, I, I admire it. It's movies. it's not quite like watching Primer <laughs> or something and trying to figure out what's going on. But right, uh, right, right. You know, the it's movies. um. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Was that actual? That's actual Vin. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, not that's the SNL version. The yeah, I gotta watch that SNL sketch. That's very movies. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we you guys should, aren't gonna uh, guess what he's wearing in that ad. It's a leather tank jacket top. with a stand collar no. and tank top. <laughs> yeah, How does Vin Diesel not have his own line of tank tops? Like that's easy money, dude. Yeah. Well, he he wants to make music. He has that. He had that like the Selena Gomez song where like he oh, put out his own version where he like sang backing vocals on like. Uh, yeah, he. Is- I don't think he still has it, but he had an amazing Facebook page where oh, wow. he would post covers of himself singing, uh, and it would just be like. Foot like literally just a camera on him, him looking into the camera singing. And uh, this sounds like one is, of them. This is his stay, I think. Oh, <laughs> and, hell yeah. and it's just his whole Facebook page is this, and then like very elaborately photoshopped uh, fan images of him. It rocks. <laughs> they should end the movies with this, like Clint Eastwood and Grand Torino. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was I was I was hoping there was going to be a uh, uh, with the I, echoey vocals. I just want the weird, <laughs> that's the, the weird disoriented just, echoey yeah, feeling. I want no favors. The it's animations of the cast members and the credits. Ooh. It's just him in a room. Like it's not recorded well. This, is this one the is. One, I guess. This is that's the one from like the. Uh, I think there's like the like the video of like the audience, the Zoom audience of the Kelly Clarkson show, all like dancing to this on their little like screens in the fake audience or something. It's very surreal, very strange. <laughs> you can't do backing vocals if you're Vin Diesel because it's like. <laughs> You're not blending into the soundscape. You're well, it's like a, yeah. the, the Selena Gomez one. It's more like a duet, I guess, but it's like an yeah. unsanctioned duet because he just kind of like jumps in there. Sort of. <laughs> he just jumps on the track. This is unsanctioned, uh, but Vin Diesel is unapologetically Vin Diesel. Yeah, and, I, and I, I love that. I love that he made that movie, The Last Witch Hunter, which is actually pretty fun, um, just based on his D and D character that he's had yeah. for like a million years. Like, that's, I think that's awesome. 
he and, like, really is like a the whole thing i think he really is like a true eccentric in a way that i feel like a lot of uh like jock action hero guys aren't like he is like a genuine weirdo Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think that rocks. Good for him. Also, he has that twin brother that is so psycho to look at. Have you seen Twin <laughs> Diesel? His brother is just like an accountant and just like some guy. And he oh, just wow. truly looks like some guy. And it's oh. very weird. I'll okay, see if I, I can have, find I have, it. I have to check. look this up. Yeah. I, I was going to try to get us to do numbers, but we need to talk about Vin Diesel's twin. I, we just keep... You must call him Twin Diesel. It's simply too much fun not to. Okay, so he's got like he's got all the hair that Vin Diesel does not have. It looks yes, like. yeah. Um, they're obviously not identical twins. They're they're um, but he's yeah he, he's like a they're like two different versions of like a Wooly Willy type situation. Um, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, also, there was this picture of him that came out like he looks pretty normal now. But yeah. the first picture I saw of him, I'm going to give to you now, and he looks like. Um, he looks like a disgraced magician. That's the way I would describe him. I just put it in the chat. I'm searching oh, wow. images, Google images, and I'm not seeing um, heavy.com five facts you need to know, which is a good sign. You generally don't want to be on heavy.com five facts you need to know. That's usually a bad <laughs> sign. Hey, Kaz, if you have a smaller version of this picture, that would be great. Look, oh, I Google I'm, image search. Deal know, with I'm it. Just, I didn't okay, make the it. picture. That's the same guy? Jesus. That's allegedly the same guy. And Because uh, yeah, the guy I'm seeing looks way l- not looks like normal. that. Does not yeah. look like a like a, um, like a Zoobly Zoo cast member without the face makeup. Like if that's like <laughs> yeah. a reference anyone gets. Um, with the background and the, and the, 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 the like wardrobe he's wearing, I, this looks very much like a 70s kind of like Tom Waits knockoff album cover of a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called like Rhythm of the City or something. Like that's sort of the vibe here. <laughs> it's called Rhythm of the City, yeah. Um, he's drinking a, a some kind of Diet Coke with a straw and wearing a blazer and a turtleneck. It's just a it's a strong look. Anyway, yeah. we should do numbers yeah, now because we've been yeah, talking for 23 minutes. The movies. Number five. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, this is uh, one that was kicking around on on uh, Twitter earlier. I don't think we can't anyone sent it to us, but uh, there's this uh, pool that opened in London. That's um, basically the pool is just a a bridge of glass between two buildings, ten stories in the air, two like I guess residential apartment buildings, um, and it's completely see through, obviously, um, and uh, it looks just really. Um, terrifying to me um it's like cool conceptually but um i don't i personally don't trust it um let me see if i can get a good picture for you guys um it just looks like they're swimming in like a pyrex or something yeah it's like see-through it yeah it's It's uh it's like it's like it looks like the um is it on the sears tower or whatever it's called now there's like that like glass bottom uh there's like a glass bottom um uh like a Observation, observation deck. deck. Yes, that's it. I can't yeah. the word. But wait, there, hold there on. Some tall, nothing in London's as tall as the tallest New York stuff. Like all their skyscrapers are shaped like fantasy color, fantasy shapes, like the the shard <laughs> and the and the giant wheel. So it wouldn't yeah. be as tall. Like if you did this in New York, it would just be uh, da- like medically dangerous. I think yeah. this you probably pull off. It would be between two buildings that uh, no one rents apartments in because they're all like Chinese and <laughs> Russian billionaires yeah. who just have them as investments. Um, Wait, I need to back up though. Eli, did you say the Sears Tower has a slide? 
There's a no. There's a tower that has a glass slide, a skyscraper, but they shut it down because I think it was very dangerous. Because <laughs> people were reaching terminal velocity oh, and it's, like it's burning like, up. It's, it's ten like, floors up. Whatever. I mean, I've been in hotels where it's like the pool's on the eleventh floor or something. Well, that's, yeah. that's, you well can't, so there's like, usually building it. under you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is my thing. Like, like if you're going to be in a pool like that and it's going to whatever mm-hmm. risk you're assuming, like. I, I want to a be able to say that I swam fifty stories in the air or whatever it is, and b like if this thing breaks and I'm in it, I think I want to die. I don't want to fall ten stories and potentially live whatever <laughs> oh, the yeah, remainder of that really life bad. is. Like I want to be fly on the windshield from like you know eighty stories in the air or whatever. So that's kind of it's kind of a half measure. Uh, yeah. There's a there's that one in Singapore that's at the top of like a really a huge hotel. Um, it's it's hideous like it's so ugly and it takes up like it's like a very imposing part of the skyline it's not um it's not like see-through i'm gonna send you a picture but uh it's it looks like a it's like these three towers and then like an ugly boat on top of them and the ugly boat is uh a pool that you can swim between oh, yeah. all the buildings oh this Weird. is in uh in crazy rich asians this is i think the final party in crazy rich asians they're hanging oh, out oh yeah already yeah see i learned something from the movies <laughs> this. yeah this looks the like you know, like a sky boat this is like some final yeah. fantasy shit sky boat this is Setzer's uh... airship yeah <laughs> i um, just yeah i don't i i mean i guess i would i would do the i would probably swim in the 10 story one i mostly also um i feel like it's a bad angle for me i don't want people to be able to look up and see my <laughs> bathing suited body from below like that yeah. so many is, unflattering just like just yeah. yeah this exclusive grundle view <laughs> from looking up from the bottom wow it's, it's i have all, a joke about that oh, oh sorry go ahead sorry. i was just i have a joke about that i haven't done it in a, in a long time but just how i that's what i hate about stand-up is that this the audience is like below you looking up at you and it's just a terrible angle for me <laughs> i really don't like it um, I need to be at the bottom, like an amphitheater. All stand yeah. up yes. to be an amphitheater. <laughs> Only in a band shell. That's what we're going for. This is all getting us. I mean, this is this is the future that we all expect. Is like the pro, the proles and the gross people live on the ground, and the elites have the sky pools and the sky elevators. Mm-hmm. You know, like the uh, from I think even Big Mouth did this when they had episodes set in the future. It was like there's going to be a cloud cover, and you get above mm-hmm. the cloud cover, and then and things are normal. But everybody yeah. else who like you know didn't inherit, didn't invest in Bitcoin or whatever. Uh, yeah. has, See, has to live in the bottom in the bottom trenches. Yeah, yeah. I feel every, like they won't even give us the the decency of a cloud cover. It'll be that we have to look up at their taints while they <laughs> swim in the pool. I, be, I feel like the cloud cover is not even. It's like they want us to know that they're up there. Yeah, it's just and then there's sewage pipes just empty like above the gathering places of the, the poor. Like, <laughs> right, everyone gets Dave Matthews. It's band coming. It's coming. <laughs> Move. Yeah. Dave Matthews yeah. band was a troubling portent of the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, like in the like in the Fifth Element, like they they have like the you know like the society is like in these huge skyscrapers or whatever, and they have the the cabs that go up and down and stuff. That presumes that like the the poor people are allowed to live in the same buildings regardless of where the floor cutoff is as yeah. the rich people. And <laughs> they wouldn't let that not, happen. No, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, so there'd be little shacks somewhere else, I think, at that point. Like, there's, the, yeah. Yeah, they had, like, a weird thing that happened there. If I was I was watching that documentary on the Cecil Hotel in L.A., the, like, real, the one where, like, all serial killers lived or something. <laughs> and they, like, were trying to get around some zoning stuff because they wanted to, like, turn it from a murder hotel into, like, a nice place. But they had to keep a certain amount of the hotel for, you know, like day to day, like like 
a lot of you know long like homeless tenants. people and stuff can yeah. long term tenants. So what they did was they're like the bottom of the hotel is cool, and then they moved them all to the top. But they like the one thing they couldn't fix is the elevators. So they would just be like, "Welcome to this cool hostel," and they renamed it, it was like called like like Hotel on the Walk, City Walk, and then it would be like people would think they're in a nice hostel until all of a sudden they'd be like. I think they have like a soundbite of one of the managers being like, uh, yeah, there would be like perhaps defecation in the elevators sometimes and that would tip them off. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, okay. This is such a weird dystopian thing that you've cooked up in any sense. That um, The real Tower of Terror. Yeah. Poop but, in the elevator? Yeah, that's that's a problem. That's hate, a bad Disney you ride. You to see it. Yeah, you don't, don't want to walk that, into a poop in the elevator. I don't what think floor is it going to? That's all. I mean, this isn't like a great vein of comedy, but that's like all the tension. I mean, I'm in L.A. right now and all, all the tension is that, well, there are people who don't have homes and they're on the street. And like, OK, what, what next? Well, it's really gross to look at. I mean, that was like the Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> yeah. to Fox was that I have a friend who's going to move because he doesn't like seeing the homeless people. It and makes that's, me that's, sad to view. Yeah, it's like, well, gosh, isn't this a problem? I wish I wouldn't have to look at it. That's but that's like how ninety nine percent of this lays down. So putting it yeah. all in a single hotel just speeds up the process. Like, yeah. what a great! I love living in this big city. Oh no, an unfortunate person. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose a different hotel now. That's yeah. that's well, the story now of my Los day Angeles. is ruined. Yeah, yeah. that was. That was I was the, just back in Austin, and like it's the same. They just passed an ordinance that basically just makes it illegal to not have a home. <laughs> like they don't. They just criminalized well, it. No like you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, hey, don't do that. It's against the law. It's, it's okay. against the law. Yeah, to to uh, sleep on the street. Basically, you can't camp. They like changed the camping ordinances and stuff. And it's like, I mean, I guess like the I I I don't really know what you think this is going to do. I mean, I guess you'll house them all in jail now or something. <laughs> like I don't. But I I went back and yeah, it's like uh, it, it's gotten so much worse. Like all of these like tent cities and stuff. And now because of they they passed this ordinance, so now they're all just camping directly outside city hall. So like all of city hall is just a big uh, tent city, which I think is kind of rad. Yeah. It's like, they're just holding the ordinance up out in front, and they're like, "Please read." No, you can't. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah when it makes everyone benches. very sad to see from from their like balcony in their uh, luxury apartment. Yeah. If only there was something on. we could do. Well, anyway, yeah. very sad. There's yeah. a QR code. You can read the ordinance on your phone if you zoom in. <laughs> right. But you need yeah. to... They, the other thing they did in Austin was um, they did that thing a few years ago where they made homeless people into uh, Wi-Fi hotspots. So, you know, you just get close enough to a Wi-Fi hotspot homeless person. You can then scan it and read the ordinance. <laughs> was that yeah. like a startup or something? That's That was an idea at South by what? It was like, during we South were there, by, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it was when I lived there. Ooh, boy, a couple yeah. years ago, and everyone That's... was just like, "Hey, this is horrific. <laughs> you can't do this." <laughs> Any notes? Yeah, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, heard of in my life. Yeah, that was, that's just saying. Like when you go to parks now, and the benches are like have turned into like Hellraiser torture devices yeah, just to make sure no yeah. one can sleep on them. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, uh, you know how everyone was really bothered when someone's asleep on a bench in a park? Well, we put <laughs> spikes all over the bench, and yeah. now we've made it awful for everybody. Right, we've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> it's, so. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Austin was one of my first "They Live" glasses moments where I was like, "Oh, that's why society's built this way." Because I, <laughs> I remember seeing a bridge with cool lights on it and thought, "Isn't that neat?" They put cool lights on the underpass of the bridge, a part that normally I don't really pay attention to. 
And then mm. somebody just is like, yes, that's because they're trying to literally blast away the homeless people with giant, with, you know, bright lights that no one can stand. I thought, yeah. Oh, right. Could you, could you oh, that's it? society. That's all of it. Never. I get it now. <laughs> could you make it clearer? You think of them as bugs than by shining bright lights <laughs> yeah. at them right. to get them to scatter. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the, yeah, the, um, the Hank Scorpio Simpsons where they just the homeless guy just turns into a mailbox or whatever. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, like, yeah. it's the dream. <laughs> that and is what Austin is absolutely attempting to do. There is a startup Angeles. trying at this very moment. Maybe one of the ones that moved to Miami. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. like, it. You put like, a backpack this is the start on. Project. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to oh, buy those... ICO in that company or whatever things, however money works. I don't man, know. How, how, how exciting for the <laughs> people that work in the service industries in Miami and all like the high end restaurants and clubs and stuff. They get to deal with all the VC guys that move there from uh, Palo Alto, uh, and they realize they're living in a libertarian paradise or whatever. Um, Seems like that's going to be fun to deal with. Um, yeah. Oh, I caches. mean, again, speaking uh, f- for my friends that work in the service industry in Austin, the people in Miami are in for a lot of a lot of good times with uh, <laughs> fun stuff. VC asshole clientele for sure. I Should hope we they do get no- some some receipts that have like messages instead of tips. Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just invest for you. in Read Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. Buy, yeah, yeah. Buy Ethereum. That's that's my that's my tip. Yeah. Here, I'm tipping a- you in point zero 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 one of Ethereum. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's fine. That's fine. That's going to keep going up. So as long as they know when to sell it and get rid of it. Uh, Here's an yeah. ebook of Atlas Shrugged for you to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it about the pool. Um. Oh, we well, here do- we go. Well, actually, here we go. There, there's lower income residents in these apartment buildings. We were just talking about basically the same thing. They can't go to the pool. Uh, of course they don't not. Pay the yeah, fees, yeah, yeah. So. They don't yeah, pay yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. They don't pay the fees, but the pool water is leaking into their homes. Right, and they get to, and they get to look up and see, as we said, see the Grendels. Uh, they get the runoff. <laughs> Free Grendel viewing. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we do number four? <laughs> yeah. Let's do number four. Number four. So number four. Uh, this comes to us from. Uh, uh, the the Ukraine RT. So who knows if this is compromised? But I think it's innocent enough. That it's, it's a dash fine. cam website. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on live. This comes to us from Live Leak. Uh, it's a video <laughs> of a guy getting hit by a truck. Um, no, but uh, and this is from what Bigfoot's in the Discord. Uh, there's now a criminal case in the Ukraine because of the distribution of pornographic content among minors. But what has happened? The reason that this is happening is that apparently. In the sources of a textbook, like so, this is like a, a language textbook that I guess is wide, widely used in the Ukraine. Um, that this is something that tenth graders have been like learning the language since. Also, it's sort of like, is it in like an a, English textbook? What language? No, it's in they? a Ukrainian language textbook, which I guess. So it's they're teaching Ukrainian. I'm confused. Anyway, I'm a little confused a as well, especially textbook. that this is tenth grade. Because I'm like, if that's, I mean, I guess maybe they mainly speak. I'm not smart enough to go deeper into the languages of the Ukraine, but um, so this is 16 year olds read this textbook. Um, but apparently, what seems to have happened was that like they did the sources for the textbook, and at some point, one of the it was a the source was a material. It was from an official news portal of one of the districts in Ukraine, and um, that went out of business or transferred to a new owner. And so that site that used to be a news portal is now just porn. It's a okay. porn site that the new owner. Oh, put they in got Eliuden.com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's Eliuden.com. I got it back, baby. I finally have it back. No more. Sorry if you wanted to see that picture of a rooster with a wolf's head that they you decided to. You should have kept that picture and kept it on your website. I was I like, like, I think it's in text somewhere. I want to find it because it was of everything to put up there. 
Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know, Dave, if you, uh, that we've talked about this on the show before, but Eli, EliUden.com yeah. was uh, squatted on with a totally bizarre it was like, <laughs> amalgamation of links for quite a while. Yeah, it was just I do like, like when, yeah. Okay, it was just like a huge block of, like, I couldn't even imagine what it was saying because there was so much text in, I think, Chinese and then a picture of a rooster with a wolf's head photoshopped onto it. Oh, that's <laughs> so. great. No, I like when they when it's taken over not for porn, but for something strange. Like my friend Summer's website was like a, a weird horse breeding website. And I think it was Cyrillic, but not Russian. It was definitely a foreign alphabet. And I, we agreed like, well, this is much better than just porn. We, yeah, yeah. We you can learn about horse breeding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where I mean, we didn't learn, learn about it. We just kind of looked at pictures. My <laughs> site was learning about uh, in, interspecies chimera breeding. That you could, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It might have been just horse porn. If the it was rooster a horse that can howl like a wolf. Not even a big improvement because roosters already kind of have a, a loud sound. I don't really know what they're doing when they're combining those animals, but that's their business. Um, but yeah, so uh, so this was just a link to a, a porno site in the yeah, textbook, which <laughs> then. Somebody, I guess the guy who wrote the textbook, which is somebody, those are people don't get a lot of credit, I guess. Yeah. He goes, why did this happen to my book? <laughs> <laughs> my book. And then he says, now he thinks it's like a plot. And he goes, this year I submitted four textbooks to various contests and all of them won first places, leaving the rivals far behind. Maybe this is the reason. Unfortunately, I have enemies. The textbook author with enemies. <laughs> That is this guy's yeah. This role. guy rocks. He's got like a he's got like a Salieri who's like going to take him down. You know, yeah, that's yeah, the, the Ukrainian and, language textbook Salieri. Like who? Like who is like? You gotta, yeah, you got to check the who is on the website and see who bought it. And if it, if they don't have the privacy shield up, you can then start uh, you know uh, seeing kind of what the uh, right. unraveling the trail to see who, the who did this cutthroat world of textbook contests. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, stakes. we see. There is no textbook you can possess, which I cannot take away from you. <laughs> just he and his textbook rival. I guess there can't be that many people designing these textbooks. Just like going from he's site to gotta site. know all of the people like by name. He could yeah, probably call them up and, and interrogate. You know, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's a it's a large. Uh, you know, community of Ukrainian textbook writers. I do I, I like hope. the innocence of this, which is like, oh, until this book exists, there's no way for these kids to see porn. But now there is. And it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, this is because, you know, like, they're on the Internet already. This is surely <laughs> like the, the if they're on the Internet at all, they've seen, if not what's on this yeah. site, something much worse. And, and this I is will discovered. say, though, kids, <laughs> if kids who are like lame enough that they're inputting the sources from their That's textbook right. into the Internet, they might not have been exposed to porn. yeah i was gonna if say they, this had, was just, they yeah. wouldn't be doing that this was discovered by the kid who like flipped to the end notes you know uh, of the of this thing to, and then typed in the url and was like <laughs> oh okay this is not more information about grain or whatever you know the thing was supposed to be <laughs> right so right this is about uh, okay this is, doesn't seem to be about grain at all it's actually uh nude people okay um <laughs> yeah. it, is it also like, feels weird to have sorry to have a source in a language textbook like you're either right or you're not. Like that's what the word means, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm overthinking that. Maybe I, I'd imagine it's probably a source for like sample text or something. Yeah, like, there was probably a news article or something. Oh yeah, yeah. you gotta just use Laura Ipsum at that point. You know, yeah. if, you're just, if you're just filling it in, that's yeah. just a big mistake. Um, it is like odd. The the idea of like porn squatting on a website like that in general is kind of odd to me because it's like, 
I mean, I get. I guess if you go to a website and it's not what you expected it to be, porn would have a higher likelihood of you staying on the website anyway. I guess, sure, like, because yeah. you'd just be like, "Oh, okay, I, I porno, great." But, but like, I I don't I can't imagine you're like attracting that much audience. I like there are already very established places to go to look at porno on the internet. Like nobody's going to. Oh, my favorite porn site, ukrainiannews.com, <laughs> and it's like weird aggro. It's just like a weird thing to yeah. me. I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess it does like grab your attention more than literally anything else. It's the, it's the Ukrainian version of whitehouse.com. Which I don't know if that's... I remember when, like in middle school, it was like, yo, you got to check out whitehouse.com. Yep. It's like, what? It's like, no, it's like, it's not about the white... You'll see. It's not about the White House. You got to <laughs> check out. It's not about the White House at all. Yeah. I remember um, when I was in second grade, so like very early into the internet, we had um, we we hatched uh, chicks in our second grade class. Like we had eggs, and they turned into chicks. It was very cute. And uh, the teacher went to was like teaching us how to use the internet, and went to chicks dot com, and it was <laughs> titties, and oh. she showed us all titties, and it was very funny. On the projector, hook it up. Uh, I have projectors even. Thank she drew God, titties not on, a projector. on the overhead projector and <laughs> slid it on. And the, cra- the class went wild. Yeah. Also, like it was so long ago that the internet took so long to load that it was like, like pixel by pixel going down. Like, is this going to be a woman holding chicks? No, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's just, like, just titties. Yeah, like like somebody like the like reefer madness, but for somebody the first time somebody typed in eight oh oh eight five on a calculator or something. Like, what? Yeah. And just yeah. smashing desks. Kids have pocket knives they're pulling out and stuff. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's a gateway it's, drug. Yeah. Mm, I mean they I, directly from that to want. WikiLeaks. Yeah. <laughs> say what you want. I was gotten as a child by one of these they had, someone had bought the website of a cheat code website that I went to but spelt with Uh-oh. one mi- letter missing and they got me. You know? Yeah. I was like that was I the beginning of the end for terrified. Eli. Yeah. Um, I, oh, you I, were scared? You were like, am I going to get in trouble for being on here? Or like, Yeah. And you I, just assume I the FBI is kicking the door in or whatever. That yeah. When you're, yeah. No, I assume my dad checks my history, which he did. And I had to be like, I was trying to look up cheat codes. I was like, <laughs> I can't beat Zelda. That's the problem. I'm that's not probably a pretty. To. That's probably a pretty good excuse, honestly. Yeah. That probably washed. <laughs> that's pro- that's uh, like the best thing about... Uh, the mistype like doing the ukrainian news site is it just gives people plausible deniability that like pornhub does not like you're not yeah. accidentally typing in that but if you're going to ukrainian news site look father. i was trying to find out about grain or whatever yeah. father i was checking the veracity of the sources in my textbook <laughs> <laughs> i never dreamed such a thing could appear yeah I'm just realizing, looking at my face on the Zoom, like there's like a reflection off of something ac- like through across the window, across the way. So I have like Apocalypse Now lighting, like like I look like Kurtz, and especially with the like uh, Studio Ghibli, like a uh, Totoro uh, forest background. I'm just fully Kurtzed up here. So well, you are. You're you're uh, you're a little ready. You get do you get sunburned? Yeah, I put on stuff too. I just um, it's not for me. The beach, it's not for me. It's not, uh, the, not a beach the, guy. The merciless, unblinking eye of the sun. Uh, not for me. I can't out, believe no a man what. named Patrick Monahan has yeah. problems in the sun. <laughs> not good. Not good, folks. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, Pat Patrick Monahan in the smooth video, try, desperately trying to find shade from the unblinking <laughs> yeah, eye of the sun. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running to a Starbucks. Let me in. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the other thing, but the thing about this that sucks for this textbook author is like, this is clearly just some weird thing that happened, but they are launching a criminal case against him. <laughs> yeah, he which, might be right that someone is trying to sabotage him. Yeah. Um, and they said, I just love when someone just casually says something like this. The cyber police have blocked the adult <laughs> website in question. Okay. Yes, I mean... <laughs> Robocop is here to block the site in question. This is, this is a lesson to everyone. Check your links. Make sure they're still live. You know, the, uh, the broken link is one thing, but directing children to pornography, I guess that's pretty much worst case scenario. That's about as bad as it gets. Uh, yeah. That is about as bad as it gets, yeah. Yeah, back when I had a blog, the blog role, half of it was just to weird foreign horse sites. Um, <laughs> by the end of it, you know, there's somebody's name and they, they went to grad school and they stopped writing writing about how why we should invade Iraq or whatever. And then all of a sudden <laughs> that was blogging for like a decade. And then uh, yeah, and, and then it was it was obvious it was it was some something taken away. But yeah, it always felt felt like some of the lights going out on civilization. Uh, it turned out so we just got like bored and stopped blogging. <laughs> There'll yeah. be Substack next. It's coming for you. There's going to be dense <laughs> Substacks that used to be used to be somebody complaining about how you know teachers aren't allowed to say the N word anymore. And then five years, it's just going to be some some weird cousin porn. You know, it'll be, be emailed to careful. you. Yeah, you get email every day. Subscribe sixty dollars a year to get the best incoherent non porn that is also designed to steal your credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just phishing emails for uh, mm-hmm. for six dollars a year. The low so level. Why does this keep? I I, like, I I closed my account. Why does this keep happening? Glenn Greenwald <laughs> needs Google Play gift cards. Help him out. <laughs> I need five hundred iTunes gift cards. Uh, I can win an iPod Classic. What <laughs> touchscreen? What uh, iPod Classic? Well, yeah. Best of luck to. I gotta just try to do this guy's name. Uh, Famous textbook author. Wait, where is it? Avramenko. But they don't say his (laughs) first. Alexander Avramenko. (laughs) Best of luck. Apparently is a king in the textbook world. I like to think he started writing fiction and his editors were like, has anyone ever told you your writing is like extremely pedantic? We think you can make a lot of money (laughs) moving into the textbook space. Okay, but I got to use a lot of links. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It'll be fine. for me to write out links. Hey man, Great. you've got like forty-three diagrams in this novel you wrote. Maybe you should try out textbooks. But yeah, good luck to him. I hope he doesn't go to jail for this. Well, no one's ever gotten railroaded in that part of the world in any kind of yeah, uh, weird, potentially politically motivated thing. So that should be fine. Yeah. Let's do number three. Number three. Uh, number three, this comes to us from Wet Bigfoots, uh, really hitting it out of the park today. I feel like Wet Bigfoots did almost all of our stories today. (laughs) Um, congrats, my friends. Uh, this story, um, I feel like this is a big, like, um, uh, this is in, in England, and uh, I feel like some of those like very pompous British atheists are going to be all over this. Like this is going to be a, um, a what's his name? The office guy is going to be all over this shit. Um, Ricky Gervais. Yes. Ricky Gervais. Oh. Oh, uh, you're blessed if you forgot Ricky Gervais. Is like, <laughs> um, Ricky Gervais has a podcast with Sam Harris right now, by the way. I just want to point out yeah. that cursed piece of information. Oh, <laughs> Sam People Harris and Ricky Gervais are going to be all over this. 
just like stop just, advertising competitors for our audience. Like, ta- talking about a- atheism or whatever, and then that horrible laugh punctuating it more than you know. That's that's it, and that's what that's what you want. It's people want to hear. It's very popular. That's I took a stroll through the comedy like top two hundred or whatever, and it's like. I haven't even heard of like 130 of the people that have the top 200, which makes me makes me feel great. Uh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Have, we, have you discussed the name of this podcast, which I know? It, it um, is, no, I, I don't remember what us. it is. It is absolutely the podcast is called Absolutely Mental. That rocks. <laughs> That's really good. The pot- <laughs> The podcast is titled, There's No God, Isn't It? That's the name of it. Are You Offended? Are You Offended? The podcast. Uh, oh, my fun. God. But, um, hey, you know, so check that out, I guess. Uh, go ahead. Finally, um, a podcast about one thing and only one thing every episode. <laughs> the same conversation weekly. Oh God's still dead, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is no real person. Oh. <laughs> That is what it's like. It's absolutely mental. Uh, um, so what's happening with Noah's Ark? Yeah, so they're definitely going to talk about this on Absolutely Mental. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, P- Patty feigning ignorance, saying a piece of information I have not given yet, uh, that this is about Noah's Ark. Um, so they built a, a quote-unquote replica of Noah's Ark, which I'm sure Ricky Gervais and Sam Harris will take uh issue with the word replica here since obviously it's not real and never existed um Mm. they built a giant ship uh supposedly a a replica of noah's ark based on uh whatever information is given about noah's ark in the bible i think there's measurements the bible is very boring so there probably is a lot of like stuff about measurements um Mm -hmm. but they built this ship and uh it turns out uh it has been deemed unseaworthy they cannot sail it anymore, and it has been detained at uh, a waterfront in Ipswich. They're like, you can't, this is dangerous, you can't put this on the water. Um, the thing that's like also weird about this to me is that, so it's a quote-unquote replica of Noah's Ark, and it's basically like a Bible museum. Like I, I think it's kind of like those like creationist museums that exist in, in the Midwest. Um, so there's like, there's like... Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's a small world after all, like puppets and stuff. And it's like, there's Adam and Eve. Um, there's Cain and Abel, which like, fine. That put animals in Noah's Ark. Like, why are yeah. these things in Noah's Ark? This makes no sense. Um, also, this- yeah, there should be like two types of every kind of bug or whatever. And it, <laughs> yeah. you know, we need to, you know, we need all little stalls for all these different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, the I'm going to send you a picture of some of the figures. This is Adam and Eve I'm sending you. It is, like, very unnerving. Like, they should just shut this down for being creepy, I think. Oh, um, what the fuck? This yeah, looks really like the Coraline it. shit, dude. It does look like Coraline shit. It's kind of like the animation style from... Um what is it? Uh, City of Gold, or uh, that, that like, uh, or El Dorado, whatever, whatever that movie is called. Oh what yeah, the, El Dorado. It's very, um, oh god, what's that? That Spanish painter. He paints like the very long-faced people. Anyway, Goya, uh, not Goya. It's another guy like around Goya times. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, it's very creepy. Um, it's also like shitty. Like the other pictures of this look bad. Like it doesn't look well made it's very like sort of rinky dink um 
But yeah, apparently it was like sailing from place to place as like a tourist attraction and uh, and they shut it down. They said it has, quote, deficiencies. So <laughs> thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Boat police. Mm. <laughs> the boat police have stepped in. Um, yeah. So I guess it also says they were unable to disclose specific details of the deficiencies. So maybe this is uh, also, you know, a, a, an atheist plot. Maybe the Christian version of absolutely mental will also be discussing this. Um, maybe they're trying. Maybe they're trying to avoid and uh, exposing the weaknesses, so atheists can't do like a you know uh, uh, battle of uh, or just shoot the the torpedo through the one vent that will blow up the whole Noah's Ark or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just death starring it. Um, I did like when I think about these types of places, like the Creationist Museum and like places like this. Like, what percentage of their clientele are just people going there to make fun of it it's got to be like 20 percent at least right yeah it's probably around like a similar like guy fieri's kitchen like that kind of clientele divide of yeah. like, you could, if you could figure out where it was stationed look at the instagrams you could like see who's done stuff in that location and the mixture of you know people clearly making fun of it and people being reverent like you can do that with you know the leaning tower of pisa and see how many people are posing with it or how many people are just making it look like it's their crotch, you know, right. or attach, yeah. their, attach their crotch, I should say. Uh, this is some very good you know. journalistic advice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is I've how you would figure before. it out. I've actually yeah. done this and be like, wait, what's happening there? And I'll check and say, oh, or it looks, looks like a lot of crazy stuff happening. Uh, or people getting in line for some event that I wanted to see if it started yet. And I would discover mm -hmm. that, you know, it's yeah, a yeah. faster, it's all on fire or whatever by looking at like what people have been <laughs> grinding from that location. Yeah. If you look at like the top posts on Instagram, it's like the first, the top one's going to be just like a, it's going to be a, a hot, hot lady. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, yeah, you go from there and see if there's anything. <laughs> you, you just, you assume that and then you go from there. I just like, it makes me think about, so I, when I lived in Austin, I worked a few uh, storefronts down from the Austin Scientology Center and uh, my friend Adam Rabick and I, uh, he's a comedian, which is why I'm saying his full name. Um, <laughs> we we went in just because we were curious, like wanted to see what the, because we it, it was like right when that Lawrence Wright book came out. Like we were just like, you know, reading about Scientology or whatever. And we went in to do like the free personality test that they do to like hook you in, into Scientology. Like that's their first thing. Yeah. And they clearly clocked us the second we walked in like oh these yeah. people are just here to like fuck around like they're not they're not it and and they they like went through the motions with us but it was clear that they were like these are not good candidates for for scientology and uh, i and it was like oh clearly people do this to them all the time like most of the people who come in here are like yeah. just rubberneckers and not well, true believers there's like the place in LA that like <clears throat> does like the brunches and stuff and I know some people that have gone to that and they, they like split up groups, which I think is a, like, you know, a way of, you know, keeping people, making people That's more super culty. Yeah. yeah. But, but also like, even if it's like, well, and if this is a bit, by the way, you're not really going to be able to laugh and have fun. You're going to be sitting at right. tables with weirdos. So, you know, <laughs> fine. You can, have the the free, you can have the free breakfast, but you won't get to joke with each other the whole time. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it serves two purposes. That's what, yeah, that's, I've heard that too, where they're like, 
Yeah, if you ever suggest that people like it's not really something you want to do, like like yeah. you <laughs> will kind of they're just like you will be slightly mentally broken by the end of it. Uh, and it's like go in go in with fake contact information ready to go, memorized already because they make yeah. you write on like a clipboard. And if you're like, oh, uh, what is my phone number? It's like okay, well, what you know, what are we doing here? They you know, have, have had they have practice in L.A. Like one of the main centers is away is across from the UCB. Yeah. yeah. So like, well. they, they had like lots of raids from <laughs> from different improv comedians down on Colt Row. Was it UCB in the Scientology? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, what, is that on like a ley line or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Locked in yeah. battle for all eternity. Same thing. Don't go to UCB for the free brunch. You're gonna have to watch uh, like eight heralds. They're gonna crack you in there. Yeah. Getting they getting past, you getting up, from <laughs> and then they make you play zip zap zop. Horrible. <laughs> a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah getting onto a, a herald team is like uh, getting on the bridge it's basically the same level of difficulty <laughs> and expense uh. yeah that's yeah. the scientology and the ucb they just different groups of them like the scientology people go to ucb ironically and the ucb <laughs> people roll their eyes at them they're like not again yeah. so you're like oh yeah i love improv yeah what else, what's this? can you show me what it's uh what it's what it involves yeah that would totally. be so dark imagine like a bunch of scientologists walking out of the scientology center and then some barker is like hey we got like a new uh musical improv thing going on and they're like yeah sure uh i'm kind of busy <laughs> He's <laughs> getting blown off by Scientologists. Uh, sorry, I got, I, got, I got something I got to do for what? the next trillion years. Sorry, I can't what's, make it. What's this little machine do? Oh, it records podcasts and it's supposed to make you feel better? Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like it's a real thing. <laughs> Laser accuracy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this uh, this this Noah's Ark ship, I guess if you're an Ipswich, you can... It. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like a fucking... It's very... Um, sort of like sci-fi like minimalist industrial it looks like something from like the movie arrival you know what i mean like that kind of style it's like it's very it's sort of like the monolith like it's it's uh very dystopian looking even though it's supposed to be you know spiritual and i mean holy yeah i mean and it's i mean it's there have to take some license because if you think about like Noah's Ark, you know, at the, built by basically one like very old man, even if God gave him the blueprints, like it would have looked like complete shit. Like, you know what I mean? There would have yeah. been no <laughs> art to it. Um, God gave him so. boat building arms and power. <laughs> so it's the John Henry of his time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at it, I assume this is a picture of it having been like raised. And, like, yeah. But it, it definitely doesn't. I mean, let's yeah, be honest here. Even, even, educated modern people like i think if you're like tell me exactly how a boat works they'd be like oh yeah no i'm not saying look i I, can't build a better boat than noah no way not please please don't don't take my criticism as in any way it's saying that i could do anything with anything please no i mean but it is like if you think about the sort of the the sort of logistics of it uh, not to get too absolutely mental uh, on this podcast (laughs) but like wasn't the idea like noah didn't live near a water it was that there was a flood coming. Yeah. So it's not like there's any prior experience building a boat in his right. like cultural background. So like I mean trying to build a boat when you don't really know what makes a boat good seems seems difficult. Yeah, it's like, you got you got to build an ark. It's like okay, uh that's the first time I'm hearing that word. What is okay, uh, <laughs> What is an ark? Little, well, it's like um it's like a cup, but it's long um and it's really big and uh and it's close like it goes all the way up. So like water can't get in, 
Um, Noah's uh, cup. I'm trying to think here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, he just kind of like zapped him with the knowledge or whatever. I assume, but right. um, you know, trying to trying to explain it is he zapped know, him. Yeah, he zapped him. That's how yeah. that's how it all works. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here, folks. Noah's Ark, perhaps not real. Not real. <laughs> Perhaps, Perhaps logistically <laughs> difficult. <laughs> now you don't need to listen to that other podcast. We cover all your podcast needs. You want annoying, uh, cackling atheists? We got gotcha. you. We're here. here. So, but yeah. yeah. Number three? Number two? What are we on? Number two. Number What's two. happening? Where are we? Number two. Number two, I'm on the site beat this week. Just different sites. I love sites. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... Uh, Talking sites. This is the last site story was about a guy who really had nothing to do with and seems possibly have to have been targeted and, and is involved in a legal case. He's as a result. being gang stalked. Yeah. Uh, he's a targeted individual. This is the very opposite where it is somebody that uh, should have absolutely not involved themselves in this at all. Yeah. Um, this is, I feel like this is the owner of a ROM site, which if you don't know, because I already had to explain it to Cass, so I think that's a good barometer that I should probably, uh, a ROM site sells basically like ripped copies of old video games that you can play on emulators on your computer. They are, they live in an extremely gray area. <laughs> They're very, I was comparing it to like when people were weirder about weed and you, if you went into a head shop, they'd have to be like, remember, you. this is only for taking huge bong rips of tobacco or like lavender <laughs> yeah. leaves or whatever they would say um because so what uh, is the what is the rom site version of that of this well okay. ROM so I can, yeah i mean they, they say you know under fair use you're allowed to have like a backup of something you already own so it's like by, ah. by downloading this you're claiming that you have a copy of you know uh, the see. 1991 Super Nintendo game Super Mega or Super Baseball Simulator 1000 at your home, and you're sure. just keeping this as a backup in case something goes wrong. Even not though it. you wouldn't be able to play it on a Super Nintendo if something went wrong with the cartridge, like you know, it's right. not like it would be like if you think about it for more than 20 seconds, it makes no sense. Right? They're analogizing it to like copying your DVDs or your VHS tapes or whatever, but like that's not really what's going on here, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's sort of the, I think that's the theory behind it, which I is okay. does not stand up. Like, and you know, some of like some of the really old games that are on like really bad media, like yeah, they'll probably not work forever. But yeah, that's not what the the. The level of downloads on these sites is not so. They usually have that disclaimer. They're like, "You gotta own the game. That's all we're here for. We don't know what's happening on this site. We never look at it. We just made it once, and I've never opened again, or whatever." Um, and it's usually like going to be based in this. Oh my god! Sorry, this is huge fly that it's been terrorizing me, and it just landed on the Zoom like window. <laughs> and it's just terrorizing me. Um, anyways, very interesting stuff. Um, yeah. So, and then they're usually based in like, you know, you're on some website that's like based in Tokelau or some like island nation that, you know, and uh, usually they get shut down somewhat frequently uh, because they get any correspondence from anyone and then immediately just like vanish. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. You got me. You know, um, cool. Because yeah, Shut down my yeah. eight proxies that I use to access my own site and uh, disappear into the ether. Yeah, because they're also relying on the, a lot of these sites on like the DMCA safe harbor, which is like, you know, you get a copyright notice and mm. as the provider of the site, you can like, you know, take it down on behalf of whoever posted it if, or, you know, or whatever. And you're not in trouble as long as you take steps when that comes in to like do, you, you know, it's kind of like how 
uh, we got our shirt taken down on T Public or whatever. Like you know, right? You just made you claim. take it down and you're not gonna get in. Yeah, right, and you could yeah. fight it, but like anyway, it's keeping the site owner out of it entirely. That's the that's the idea yeah. behind. Yeah. It. Are these so. are these games that normally you would buy? Or are they like old games that you don't have to be NAS for anymore? They they're it's usually not a modern stuff because like anything modern oh, yeah. would take so it would be so the hard hu- to play. The files are huge. Yeah, too. you can, but that's no, just. I, I have the the Cold War Call of Duty that's like eight eight nineteen ninety computers. To run yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's just then that's just like ripping games. But yeah, but a lot of times it's like N sixty four stuff. It's like, oh, I want to play Majora's yeah. Mask again or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah speaking hypothetically, uh, somebody would go and get uh, very hypothetically to be clear, um, mm-hmm. would find yeah. like an NES emulator program or a Super Nintendo one, and you can download you know a bunch of the ROMs and basically you know those those are simple enough controller wise that you can either get a controller or even use your keyboard for like you know and play on yeah. like a laptop or something you know if you want to back up your your yeah. copy of comic zone for the I mean, genesis clearly nobody should ever do that uh and i wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to anyone who had but that doesn't <laughs> seem that bad i don't know i am not i don't know how to make money it just feels like anytime you're in well it's 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 not public domain i guess it's going to be what like 40 years where a game is public domain yeah. mm-hmm. or that works but like we're Nintendo. I mean, I have a friend, one of my best friends growing up, has an entire room of his house that is old games uh, that he can still play mostly. And like, no one, no one is using those. Like, yeah. no, no one is actually, yeah. no one is actually going to give the company money. There's many, many like right. the fun companies that. Well, that's that's Metapart the thing, right? Yeah, they're not anymore. printing yeah. With, them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's and that's a decent argument for like on, on the you know because fair use has a bunch of factors for it and stuff. And like mm-hmm. one of them is. And then this is a kind of the big one is like, does this impact the market for the thing that you're that you're doing? And like, I mean, arguably there is no market that's going to benefit you know Nintendo at this point for NES games because they don't sell them anymore. You know, I mean, right. I guess they could say if it's on the Switch uh, online or something yeah. where you can get it on there, they could say, well, somebody could get a Switch and they could sign up for Switch online and pay us twenty five bucks a year for that. But like, that's a little tortured to explain. But like, generally speaking, well, it's you don't really have a good, you don't have a, like to stand out this kind of thing. Well, that that'll um, bring us back mm-hmm. to because as we said, there's a couple things you do to to protect yourself here. You um, don't put the you don't you're not the person who uploads them yourself. You just let other people upload it, and then you're like, I don't know what happened. Okay, you don't do that. Um, you would get a DMCA and close the site. And also, you mentioned Nintendo, who is probably the most litigious company in the yeah. history of it. and as you're saying like there's no nintendo just let out super mario 64 again for 60 full ass dollars so like yeah. they still oh do God. that shit um so yeah this guy decided to have this uh uh website where he uploaded a lot of the roms himself and yeah nintendo came for him um and then he decided he wanted to take this to court um and represent himself in court. So that's what, th- there is this kind of like, that's entrapment, you know, this evidence is not f- like that sort of like, I, you know, law hacks this guy thought he knew. Um, he went on the Reddit, like legal advice subreddit yeah. and uh, got his entire defense crowdsourced yeah. for him. So yeah. I was like, like, hey man, just go in there and see what they say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, th- he this, also- this, this screams of a guy who thinks he's going to win over the judge and the jury with an impassioned speech about like information wants to be free or whatever. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, you broke the law though, dude. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, but yeah, you know, that like, is like it. several levels of hubris. Like, yeah, you get something like this. You just take it down. You pretend it never happened and like <laughs> move on with your life. But he was like, no, no, I'm taking this to court. And furthermore, 
I don't need a lawyer. This is such a cut and dried case. They yeah. are going to totally understand because who on earth doesn't want to play uh, N64 Mario? You know, like yeah. we all know it. We all love it. That's yeah. what yeah. I be mean. Very hard to find a jury that is sympathetic to that guy or knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, it's going to be like, <laughs> right. so yeah. what are ROMs? Anyways, I don't know. I guess <laughs> you lose. <laughs> um, yeah, he yeah. also, speaking of hubris, charged for access to this website. Other. Yeah, thing that makes it that real makes hard. It, that makes it a little tougher too. Yeah. <laughs> real hard right. to be like, oh, just a a public deposition. This is a you know. Information wants to be free, and I would like to charge you money for it. That's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he goes, all right. He, he decides to uh, have a heavy air quotes call Nintendo's bluff uh, <laughs> when they came to him and they were like, hey, so you've got forty nine copyrighted Nintendo pro uh, works that are hosted on your site. We're going to do a little math here. Hey, we think you owe us $15 million. <laughs> and he was like, I'll see you in court, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Oh, my uh, God. He went in there. Um, they, did, they did not get that. Um, and he also, it seems that he may have perjured himself while talking about the ROMs. <laughs> like, not great. Because he came in and he was like, he was like, uh, Oh, what did it, he said? I didn't. He like went in a deposition. Like I didn't upload any of the ROMs, and they were like, "We have another deposition where you say you uploaded ROMs." And he was like, "Whoops, the, the people. Uh, this is about freedom of information." And then the judge was like, "You own Nintendo." Uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the judge I love was that like, he said he was going to call the bluff. Like they're not bluffing. They have millions of dollars. That's billions it. Was like, of dollars. I, I, he, I will say he never said he was calling their bluff. But oh, yeah. okay. It's also like when you represent yourself. Okay, maybe for that's like a civil case or something. This is Nintendo. You're probably walking into literally like, you know, like a row of like, just like professional litigators. This guy saw Aaron yeah, Brockovich too many times. Yeah, and uh, he really and they, and they, got the. Wrong they don't want the. They don't want the money. Like they don't care about the money. They want you to go away. And if they and they have to make an example of you, they will. Like you know, say whatever you want about the merits of you know copyright law and, and litigation in this country or whatever. But like, like if you look at what's actually going on in this situation, yeah, like the fifteen million or whatever the number they were quoting is like that's a way of theoretically scaring the shit out of you and making you just stop and like okay, well, you know, I'll pay you what I can or whatever, or I'll just I'll take it down. But but you know, if you don't do that, what are they going to do? They have to stick to what they said, you know, if they want right. to have any, you know. So ugh, yeah. I guess I guess if by calling calling their bluff, he means I'm going to make this slightly more annoying for them, like. Right. That's what the bluff was. It's like, we actually don't really. want to be bothered with this. Like, <laughs> Nintendo probably has this team, like, on retainer, or they're, like, in-house yeah, legal. Like, it doesn't even call... They're just, like... Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was in a similar situation with a, a large uh, entertainment corporation a few years ago uh, that uh, sent me a similar letter because I... Uh, I had a screening at a bar of a popular uh, theatrical sports entertainment event that was unsanctioned. And uh, the the company sent us like basically this like threatening letter of like, they basically wanted us to buy a license if we were going to do it again. That's like what it was for. But we just were like, look, we made no money. We have nothing. We have zero assets. We are like, you make yourself as pathetic as possible. And then they leave you alone. Like, right. and I'm it was fine. Baby. <laughs> exactly. Then, you know. And yeah. then you recorded a apology to the Chinese people who might have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, this guy actually the out. the Uyghurs had it coming. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to steal anything from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this guy lucked out because uh, Nintendo is asking uh, ninety thousand dollars per per work. Um, and the judge that's like, not that's, that's not even the top of the range, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're being you know. pretty reasonable. I mean, Especially it's, a, it's, it's, it's obviously probably... an insane amount of money, but it's like <laughs> it goes up to, you know, it goes up quite a bit more than that. To yeah. the max under the statute. Well, the, the judge was like, that seems too much. You know what? I'll lower it to thirty five thousand dollars. So this guy <laughs> made his statement and it only cost him two million one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars that he owes in damages for this. Yeah. Which. I think means you work at Nintendo forever now. You like <laughs> yeah. run. You just have to spend the rest of your life doing the machine that stamps Switch games onto a cartridge or whatever. <laughs> like they own. You are Mario now. You're, right. That's done by a le- somebody pulls a lever every time they stamp the game onto a cartridge. That's yeah. gonna be this guy. Yeah. They're and gonna it's, download it's one of you. Nintendo's slaves that they sued into uh, into that position. Yeah. <laughs> Either pay us two million dollars or we're gonna download you into Super Smash Brothers and you're gonna get beat up by Dark Link. For <laughs> We get beat up by a million different Fire Emblem characters they keep introducing, even though it's like, okay, yeah. we get it. Roy, Marth, fine. All right. <laughs> you guys aren't going to believe it. Here comes Krom. Who the yeah. fuck is Krom, dude? <laughs> Can I'm we not get like Japanese? Other Nintendo characters from like games that we know? No? Okay, cool. Dark Krom is here. <laughs> oh Joining the best Dark Krom. Just all Dark just, just the spinning Kroms newspaper. Croms in different montage. colorways. Just yeah. all, all different color Kroms. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're going to add Waluigi? Guess what? Here comes Kid Icarus, beloved angel. Oh, my God. At least let me play as Eggplant Man or whatever the bad guy is in Kid Icarus. I'd prefer that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the the oh this is such a tangent, but it's so funny because all the Fire Emblem I'm not, I mean I know Fire Emblem and I like the franchise, but they all just look like guys. They just look like different knights. So it's yeah. like they're not even interesting most of the time. Like but, Game and Watch Man is Mr. Game and Watch is much more interesting. It's okay, this is a totally different way to play the game. And then it's like, well, you've got Marth, and then you've got Roy, and uh, they're just guys with swords. It's like cool. You can't yeah. have a guy that looks like just a guy and have him be named Roy and you have anyone care. Yeah. It's not a good character design uh, or concept. Have you enjoyed the pleasure of playing as Marth with a longsword? Well, get ready because here comes Roy. He's Marth, but he has an axe. And it took us three <laughs> months to put him into the game. Like, Nintendo, like when years. are you going to put out Dark Roy? I'm getting I'm fed up. I, I don't, I, I'm familiar with this game. I don't play that one, but I do play... Uh, I play a lot of PS4, and I'm still fascinated by how marvel which another company can do whatever it wants it put out a marvel avengers game and the first dlc gave you the female hawkeye and the second dlc gave you the male hawkeye so with the entire universe literally they call it that (laughs) of characters to draw from they found both hawkeyes and that is the only thing you get for buying this game and that's it yeah people are like well can we play dr strange no does he have an arrow (laughs) he he doesn't you have to you, and I, I was like, I, if it was to make sense, if they're literally starting, you know, you know how sometimes you, you, there's like a buffet, like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat the thing I like the least that's healthy, and then I'll work to dessert. No, they just put in two Hawkeyes. That was their solution for this game. Right away. It cost $60 retail. Yeah. So, yes, in, my, in conclusion, <laughs> people should steal from these companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Well, We're we on also, this guy's side now because of yeah. gender swapped Hawkeyes. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, well, that's unfortunately you have to deal with nerds. So, like, there are people that are like, if Black Manta isn't in the game, I will not be purchasing, and I'll be review bombing it. It's like that is. I like right. those accounts, though. I like what that's my favorite type of YouTube to watch are the people who are furious about just that because I oh, want yeah. them to stay angry about that. 
it's like it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a quick, very quick journey from I'm angry that the Ghostbusters has ladies to this is why the white race is under assault. Mm. Like right. the, the, the like transition, you... yeah. And YouTube oh, steers ahead, you that oh, way no. very quickly. Oh no, what were you saying, Kath? Just yeah, no. If you make that kind of video, do not under any circumstances view any related YouTube videos because yeah. it will politically radicalize you instantly. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you go you three down in your autoplay, and it's yeah. just full on Nazi shit. Yeah. I can't play as the Human Torch in this game. I'm gonna buy uh, a half a ton of fertilizer and put it in the back of a panel van. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, well, uh. yeah. You click on one video that's like Final Fantasy VII remake isn't that good, and then your entire recommended thing is just like runes. It's just like <laughs> different runes and like history. <laughs> of the white race yeah i don't know I, how uh, people do I, that shit my my lie cheat and steal co-host pat is uh he's like a big history buff and he watches a lot of like history related youtube videos and uh <laughs> i don't know what this okay uh, uh he watched a lot of history related youtube videos and it's like he'll watch like one normal one and then the next one will be like something about exactly the same topic, but there are aliens in it. Like, it's just like the same documentary, but saying that aliens made whatever the thing is. Like, yeah, it's, it's, if you have any interest that overlaps with um, anything that like white men in the fifties liked, you're going to be a, a Nazi from YouTube, like very yeah. quickly. Dapper Dan hair pomade review straight into the fall <laughs> of the male in the American society. I mean, we used to watch those videos of the guy eating MREs. I feel like a lot of uh, his related viewers are oh, probably yeah. people who would love to eat MREs for the rest of their life because <laughs> yeah. they are obsessed with the military. Guys who wish they were in the trenches in World War One for yeah. some <laughs> the worst. reason. Yeah. It's like, what? That was hard. like, I don't think anybody who came out of that would tell you that was good. That was it would like be an honor thing. to die of cholera. That's what they want. Yeah. Uh, I would like to be understand. used as ammunition in yeah. World War One. Yeah, I wish I had trench foot. <laughs> Man, what is preventing you from shitting out your intestines like this? Exactly. <laughs> You're too busy going to Starbucks or whatever the complaint is. Yeah. Should we uh, do number let's, one? Let's do number one. And this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. Uh, this story comes to us from Men's Room Louie, which is a great Discord username, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. This is uh, this is a, a hero animal, one of our one of our favorite topics on the show. I feel like we like villain animals and hero animals kind of equally. Uh, in the What a Time to Be Alive canon. This is uh, a another one of our favorite animals as well. This is about a, a hero rat uh, named Magawa, who is uh, a Cambodian. Uh, he's a hero, but he is kind of a cop. So, like, you know, I, he, he's like a good one, though, because he his job uh, with, with the Cambodian law enforcement is that he sniffs out landmines. And uh, he is, he's a seven-year-old African giant pouched rat and uh, he, he is in the news because he has reached the age of retirement. He's had a long, storied career um, sniffing out landmines in Cambodia and uh, saving lives. And he got a little medal for it. And it's really cute. And uh, yeah, this is apparently like a big thing in Cambodia is training um, these rats to uh, detect a chemical compound within uh, landmines. And there are tons of old landmines in Cambodia. So he's... Uh, He's the man. And he's, they don't. Yeah, they don't, I guess. I guess he, I, I just realized why they use 
rats, he's small enough that I guess he doesn't set off the mine when he yeah. walks on it, right? So they, that's, yeah. They, they clarify, and that, yeah, they're like, they're light enough that they can find it and sort of indicate where they are without setting it off. But it's very funny to imagine that they're like landmine finding rat, and it's just like at this point, entirely like all of his legs have been replaced, and his job <laughs> is just like you let loose a rat into a field, and then three seconds later, explode you just all like, the landmines. Boom, and a rat <laughs> flies through the air, and they have to go get oh, him. No. <laughs> they're like, Good go job, Magawa. <laughs> I, I think it's nice that he got to the age of retirement um, without uh, getting gunned down in front of his partner, setting <laughs> off uh, an action movie or whatever. You know, you yeah. Right. About that. This is, yeah, this he has- made it. <laughs> in the in the article, this has to be a joke, but I love they say Magawa is going to stay in his post for a few more weeks to mentor the new recruit. Hell <laughs> that yeah. is so cute. Yeah, little rat with like a little blackboard, just like drawing landmines. Training day with the, the, with the, the with, Lee with, Marvin yeah. to like training all <laughs> yeah. the like inexperienced rats coming in. Like I, you got also, six days whipping into shape. <laughs> yeah. It's like half of you are going to get blown up by landmines. That I can guarantee. Yeah. The other Look half to your you. left. <laughs> Look to your right. <laughs> One of these rats will be absolutely pulped by a landmine. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's also a thing here that they gave him an animal bravery award, which I assume is the medal, which is very cute. I'm in it's support very of it. Cute. Give him a medal, but like, there's no way he knows what's going on. He doesn't know. It. I I hope you also gave him treats. Like yeah. he doesn't give a shit about this medal. He's just like I, he doesn't know. That's the worst part. Is he probably has no idea that he is so close to blowing up all the time. <laughs> he's just like I just need to look for the tasty chemical they taught me about. And doesn't know what he's like. I'm picturing him standing up on his hind legs and doing his little arm, doing a little salute while he gets the medal. And uh, that That's is pretty uh, good. Is sending me into a, a higher plane <laughs> a right dizzy. now. Really I'm imagining him in a tiny little Hurt Locker suit waddling across the field. <laughs> <laughs> the exact one that's there. They just—they actually just let him ride on the little bomb-sniffing robot just to make it cuter. He doesn't he really ro- do much. He rolls in like a hamster, like a, like a little ball, but it's like bomb-proof. So <laughs> yeah, like, so he gets he smells flung. it, but then it goes yeah. flying in the air, and it's and he's just rolling around inside the thing, and then it just lands, and they go find him. Yeah, yeah. Should, One time, catch uh, him out of the air with a neck gun, pull him back just in. Reminds me of when I was a kid. We had pet hamsters. And uh, one time, my brother, uh, he had a little little guy named Peanut Butter, and he put him in one of those little hamster balls. And then because he was little, he just, like, forgot <laughs> that, that he did that. And uh, Peanut oh. Butter rolled around in that hamster ball just by himself for, like, six hours until... <laughs> <laughs> like my oh, parents like died in the hamster ball. No, no, no. Thank God. He was he was saved, but like my mom was just like in uh this office like reading and then she just hears this little hamster ball like roll down the, the hallway. I was like, oh Go down shit. The stairs, like, coo, 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 coo. He's like he's like, Okay, I'm in hell. This is hell. I guess I'm dead. I guess I did not live a virtuous life and I'm in hell. I can see yeah. like what's out there, but I can't get to it. No, nope, uh, yeah. I just have to roll around. Just yeah, like a quiet house and then like the sound of this little hamster ball rolling yeah. in the, the idea distance. Of being in like an Poor office guy. and then just like a hamster rolling in. Like, <laughs> what is going on, dude? That's rolling in too, like not crawling, just in its yeah. own little spacesuit, its own little world. And it's basketball. Just it's like uh, like Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips. That's yes. the thing they do at their shows. Yeah. Yes. He's, they got exactly. so much more awesome after I saw them. I saw them in 2000. And <sighs> like they were just off the soft bullet. And, and critics were like, this bad. Remember them from the 90s. They're pretty good now. And then, But it was just like a 
a, a show in like one of those indoor settings and they had like cool images on a screen or something. That yeah. was it. Yeah. And yeah. then since then they've just like invented this traveling Disneyland everywhere they go. And I've never, I've never, I'm now I'm too old. I'm not going to like be, be like turning 40 in the audience being like, <laughs> you take care of yourselves. 25 year olds. Don't, <laughs> don't get that glitter on me. They everyone, make, awesome everyone make sure you guys cool. drinking enough water. You guys drinking yes. water. <laughs> But yeah. The one the, time I yeah. went to Oklahoma City, <laughs> I did a show in Oklahoma City, and I was there five minutes, and I saw Wayne Coin like immediately, <laughs> which I was just like, "Yep, well." I assume he's wearing like a pink double-breasted suit or something. And he like, was dressed real crazy, yeah, he had, like a giant top hat, yeah. And, like, just, like, yep, <laughs> he was walking him. around on stilts, yeah. I was, you know, yeah. just doing stilts. his errands on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> you end up Wayne Coin is just like the Willy Wonka. He has a they have a. A song he kind factory. of is the Willy Wonka of Oklahoma yeah. City. He does. Bit, he yeah. has. He has this like building that he owns. That's like I think it's a recording studio, and it has a store in it, and it's all painted with like flaming lips, like psychedelic stuff. Like I, I think he is kind of the Willy Wonka. It's like what, if Willy Wonka did like paintings in his own blood or whatever that yeah. was uh, at some <laughs> point. Yeah, Kath knows Tim. Oh god, I would say that's the play. I mean, if you if you become famous for something, you know, if you're auteur director or a weird rock star, like. Going back to your hometown and being the guy from the hometown, so much better way to play this. And he was just, if he was, he was like the 8,000th weirdest guy in like Laurel Canyon or something compared right. to <laughs> being the king of Oklahoma City. You're like, we got yeah. nothing, but we got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they have a basketball team. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, Kath noticed Wayne Coyne because he entered the sh her show walking with a cane, but then a couple steps in revealed that he, in fact, didn't <laughs> need the cane at all and did yep. a somersault straight into. Uh, one of the scenes. <laughs> yeah. How did you do crowd work on Wayne Coyne? Hey man, did what I do you do? Are you the lead singer of the Flaming Lips? Uh, I, what's that I just like? was talking about this on Twitter the other day, but um, one time I was in New Orleans uh, and it, it happened to be during Jazz Fest and I was doing an open mic and the guy, it was Andrew Polk, who's uh, a comic for New Orleans. He was on stage and he said something to the crowd. He was doing crowd work and he said something about the Decemberists. And I thought he was just making fun of like the dumb hats these people were wearing. Yeah. And then I realized it was literally the band, the Decemberists were in the audience at the open mic. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and they were just dressed exactly like you would think they would be dressed. So I assumed he was making fun of them. Yeah. And uh, it was a very surreal experience to have yeah, that. New Orleans is, is weird like tweed. that. How do they dress? I was just thinking tweed. Is there something else they, they wear? I mean, there. I, I. It was a long time ago, but I do remember like stupid hats. Like suspenders. There were, yeah, there. We yeah, go. I think there might have been suspenders. But like that's how a, a lot of they're like you said about being the eight thousandth weirdest guy in Laurel Canyon. That's New Orleans. Like everybody yeah. looks like that, or like thinks they're a vampire or something. Like it's mm -hmm. just a city full of full of weird people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. was also where uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, poked their heads in while I was doing stand-up and went, we don't want to see this and left. Oh, so New Orleans man. is a weird, a weird place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could, I you was, see, I, could you see them poking their heads in? No, I was on stage and then I got off stage and people were like, Jay-Z and Beyonce were just here for five seconds and you walked them. And I was like, You Tight. walked Jay-Z and oh, Beyonce. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really walk them. They like, they were like, is this a bar that's just a bar? Oh, there's a show. We're not going <laughs> to. Were you, were you at a, were you at Hilo, Kath? Is that where that yeah, was? Yeah, it was a Hilo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like, cause yeah, I did a. A few shows at a, at a festival, like in like 2017 or whatever, and I remember we were walking to Hilo from the, another place, and uh, there was a guy like standing outside a car out front, and I was like, "Is that okay? I think I'm going crazy here. I have to check check where he lives just to kind of before I even is like, is that Manny Fresh? And it was just Manny <laughs> it was Fresh, probably Manny Fresh, yeah, yeah. 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 
He was just a- everyone who lives in New Orleans is famous or thinks they're famous. That's yeah. the dichotomy of that city. So that's my, that's my big takeaway from that festival is I got a photo of me with Manny Fresh before I went on stage <laughs> and I think bombed probably at whatever at high level. Pays so, for yeah. the airfare. Just itself. <laughs> the picture of Manny Fresh. <laughs> that and the uh, increased calcification of my arteries from what I ate for like a week straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, Magawa. Yeah, Magawa. Uh, he, he sniffed out 71 landmines land uh, during his five year career. So wow. he's a real decorated veteran. I think he earns his retirement. Um, his handler said that uh, he's, quote, slowing down and she wants to respect his needs. So. Hell yeah. Good for, good, I hope he gets to eat whatever the, uh, I don't know, I guess cheese? What a, what's like the like good steak dinner of a, a rat? Probably just a pile of garbage, Like right? Limburger yeah. or something, yeah. right? That's like, like the stinkiest possible cheese like, like, that I learned about from Ren and Stimpy. That, yeah. just, that's it. Like or really, like, really good garbage, like the garbage from that like Barrage Hotel in Dubai, like where all the, all the wealthiest <laughs> yeah. people are throwing crap out. Yep. Yeah, it's just a big, it's a, I've been, as I know from cartoons, it's a wheel of cheese big enough that they can live in the holes. Mm. Yes. That's, that's what he yeah. retires to. That's his retirement point is a huge wheel of Swiss cheese that is also his house. There's I mean, a, there, a picture it? of him with his handler and like she, it's just such a cute picture and like she's really cute. And now I just want like a, a like TV show about them, yeah. like a buddy cop, uh, thing about Matt uh, Magawa's handler and him sniffing out land yeah. it's very good also her uniform looks a lot like the Ghostbusters uniform it does <laughs> so oh, it's wow. kind of throwing me off yeah it's very oh. cute what was it Templeton Charlotte's Web he just kind of like like leaving Las Vegas himself and the massive obesity from all the fair food, right? He was just yeah, at a fair yeah, yeah. and just went to town. That's probably what you would give a rat. Leaving Las Vegas himself, absolutely. Yeah. Find the nearest like fair and be like, "This is yours, rat. This is you've earned this." Now. Yeah, be be like that rat that got into a like a a bakery in France and they found him and he was like four feet wide and just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, then, you find you finally let yourself go now that you're not in fighting shape and you should turn into the one like the Cinderella rat from us. <laughs> Cinderella, the one little chubby guy. That's yeah. what you turn into. You get a little hat. You hang around. Good oh, stuff. I hope they give him a little hat. I hope. The, I, I hope they let him wear that medal forever. And by let him, I mean force him to, because I can't imagine he enjoys it. But yeah. it's very cute. Give yeah. him, give him like the little uh, erector set based sort of pulleys and stuff that the kid gets at the end of the witches. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. living with the grandma. That's that's the ideal setup. That's mm-hmm. him and his handler. I think. I think that's like what her house looks like. Is it's yeah. just a little rat, uh, you know, obstacle course maze. He'll never pay for a drink in a rat bar ever again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we should we do plugs? Yeah, let's, let's do plugs. Plugs time. Plugs, 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 plugs. All right, so Dave, what do you, what do you, what do you got to plug? Well, I have my newsletter, the trailer, which is about everything happening in campaigns, uh, which there are plenty. I mean, you guys are in New York, so you you see this insane mayor's race every day. Uh, but I, I write that twice a week. Uh, I write some articles for the Washington Post where that, that hosts that. I mean, I have um, I still write a little bit about music. I have a book that came out years ago about progressive rock, and um, I just uh, reviewed a new Emerson Lake and Palmer doc, or not new. I, should, I take it back. Emerson Lake and Palmer documentary that's that's streaming in a good version for the first time. 
uh, for the Coda collection. So I've, uh, yeah, hard to describe all the stuff I do, <laughs> but um, mostly the politics stuff. And if you follow me on Twitter, it's mostly going to be uh, funny retweets, I hope, and, uh, and politics stuff. And it's going to point back to the things I did for money, which is not Twitter. And most of the time I spend is, is on Twitter, but absolutely free. Nothing but career, <laughs> career destruction on offer. <laughs> we spend that much time on there. We um, love it. Yeah, love uh, to log cool. into Twitter. Yeah, so we'll put it. Yeah, you follow Dave. We'll put a. It's just at Dave Weigel. We'll put it in the uh, in the description. Yeah. Um, as far as the show goes, uh, yeah, we got a uh, patreoncom slash pod. That is where you can support the show in the in the best way for us. It's uh, uh, we got tons of bonus episodes. We got uh, live show audio, uh, live show video. Also, we have a Roadhouse commentary track. Um, we have video of Eli's art show. Um, we have, uh, let's see, uh, well, coming up, we're going to have, cause we hit our goal, um, the death nut challenge where we're going to be eating, uh, medically dangerous, uh, spicy nuts. Um, and that's, that's going to be fun. We're going to be streaming that and that's coming soon. That is still something that we're working at the scheduling on. We will we have, have a date like within probably days of this coming out. So yes. stay yeah, tuned. There will be a date very soon. Yeah, for us to eat the out. medically spicy nuts. We're not welching. We're not. We're, we're going to do it. So um, I hope welching is not a, one of those things that is actually bad. I don't know. I don't remember. That's just a you know thing you say. Uh, from I learned days. another one of those the other day. Yeah. Uh, Nitty gritty. That's bad. Don't say that. Yeah. I just yeah. Um, that. But uh, sorry to the Welsh, I guess, if that's somehow. Or, <laughs> or, the, or the grape juice people. I don't know. Whoever. <laughs> Some sort um, of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, patreon.com slash what a time pod. You also get, if you join up, um, you get a free shipping at our store, which is, uh, what a time pod dot big cartel.com. Um, and, uh, there's also a link to that on what a time pod.com where you can find all of our links to various stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what else uh, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, that supposedly helps with discoverability and stuff like that. Tell a friend, um, make them listen to it in your car, you know, whatever you need to do. Uh, Clockwork Orange, but with headphones in. Do that's whatever fine. you need to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, going we're to, sicking you on people now. That's, you're going to yeah. a bunch of delayed weddings this summer. You know, make somebody listen to three to four episodes of our podcast in a row. <laughs> make it you your... To upstate uh, New York. Yeah, make it your speech at the reception. Just hold up yeah. your phone to the microphone. And if, you're, <laughs> if you're the best man at a wedding, play an entire episode of our podcast <laughs> as your toast. Yes. <laughs> and tell everyone to be quiet because the good part's coming. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're the best man, you're at the bachelor party, and you guys have uh, uh, exotic dancers come to the hotel room. Instead of playing music on the stereo, play the podcast for yeah. the yep. uh, lap dances or whatever. So throw yeah, on the just... Beatles, sung by barking dogs. That just seems cruel. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what a time pod on Twitter. What a time pod on Instagram. What a time podcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything. Um, I am uh, Patty Mo on all the stuff. Uh, I don't have anything to plug for myself, so that's it. Um, I have another podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. It's a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Uh, we uh, do two free episodes and two bonus episodes every month. Um, we just released a Patreon episode about this guy, Albrecht Muth, who uh, pretended to be like a, an elite Washington insider, but was actually just a gay German weirdo who worked the front desk at a hotel. And uh, it's very fun. And then our uh, newest free episode, which will be out next week, is about the unsolved Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum uh, heist and robbery. So... Check that out, lie, cheat, and steal uh, on everything. And uh, 
I'm Kath Barbadoro on Twitter. Uh, hopefully I will have more stand-up gigs very soon that I will post on there. Yeah, uh, the normal stuff. You can follow me on Twitter. Just my name, Eli Uden, E-L-I-Y-U-D-I-N. Twitter, uh, Instagram is Chili's Restaurants. Uh, and I also do a show called TVND um, that comes out. Uh, we do it live on Twitch every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern, but they're all on YouTube if you want to watch uh, where we play D&D campaigns as different TV casts. We just did one that was really fun that was revisiting King of the Hill, which we did you know, a full three episodes of playing as King of the Hill characters on D&D, and then we just did a follow-up to it last week. If you're a D&D and or TV and or neither fan, just check it out if you'd like. Well, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank thanks you for everyone. being here, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. It was yeah. awesome. I've been a fan for years. <laughs> <laughs> we must cut off that sincere uh, compliment with... <laughs> movies. I'm Dwayne Wade, and this is The Cube. Benefits everybody. Hurts nobody. I'm sorry, but uh, at this particular time, that looking like a cat. The guy was running in the street! Shelby, how can I help you today? I didn't even know that you were Italian. Someone come get your man. Give it up for Jared from Subway! Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks.